I remember the one thing I do is you wouldn't do anymore is I was uh, I had the front cover of a phone book. And so I literally everybody would call me and I thought it was the best move ever. And I, and I cleaned house on. Buckle up. It's the insurance dudes podcast. <laughs> Boom. Oh, yeah, it was good. It leveled a little bit. Okay. I like it. Well, um, another awesome edition of the insurance dudes here. We have Mr. Perry Olson from a large captive. That's a different large captive than the large captive that we're associated with. So always fun to reach across the aisle and pick the brains of uh, top producers from other worlds. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Love I'm excited. It. Welcome, Perry. Welcome yeah. to the insurance dudes. And we're going to run you through the ringer right at the beginning, right up front with some speed breakers. Oh, wait. Yeah. So before we do speed breakers, we started getting a little bit into some lead conversation. Oh. Uh, Perry speaking next week at a, a big lead convention. So this one is hot. So wait hot till after speed breakers. Hot, hot. Craig's a little older, so he goes into mm. a bunch of, you know, through the speed breakers. I mean, it can last a while. So if you need to yeah. skip through it, you can, you know. It's like well, this is your grandpa. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would guess that most people just hit the little forward during this part. <laughs> so, and then I'll just uh, go back to my nap. So, uh, are we ready? Let's go. Mr. Perry, have you ever had a mullet? I've ever had a mullet? No. Yeah. I thought you said no. had, I thought you said have you ever had a moment? And I was like, yeah. But not a <laughs> we mullet. just did right now. Quite a bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about your first crush? First crush. First crush way back in the, I mean, like I mean you know, I was never like the celebrities. I'd just be back into you know, into high school, wanted to date this girl forever. It took me a few years and finally came through and dated and that wasn't all crafted what it to be and here i am engaged <laughs> how many years later and living the time of my life so there you go nice the most embarrassing thing your mom ever caught you doing i mean guys i'm not good at this i'm trying to go back to my childhood of like the things I, mean, I was never really embarrassed i would say that i was never embarrassed that my mom caught me ever doing anything because if i ever got caught doing stuff or i was in trouble i always went to my mom and i just never went to my dad because my mom was always just cool with everything there you that, go like, doing so oh I nice so, embarrassing <laughs> moment, but, so. all right cool uh fastest <laughs> speed ever driven a uh, hundred and about 20 miles an hour is probably more because I used to have a 1979 Chevy Impala. And Ooh. it would just like, I would bury what we call bury the needle. In fact, I'm <laughs> about that these days I'm like, that was the stupidest thing that I've ever done in my entire life. And then my best friend, we'd actually even switch spots while we were driving like down the highway. We thought it was cool, but I mean, I'm from South Dakota. I mean, we did all kinds right. of crazy stuff. Well, yeah, and, and 18 to 20 for dudes is kind of like the evolutionary pool where it's like, okay, let's eliminate the really dumb ones and, and then the yeah. – I don't know. Maybe that and now we manage either. risk, right? And, like, yeah, and now mean, we I, manage I, risk. Yeah, I, I burned down my neighbor's garage when I was younger. I mean, maybe that was an embarrassing <laughs> – and now I'm, a, now I'm a successful insurance agent. How, I mean, how did that happen? <laughs> Yeah. Well, so. How did you burn the neighbor's garage down? Was it firework related? 
Well, no, it was like, so I did. So what had happened is I had all the kids over in the school and we took the um, like spray, like off spray. And you would spray designs like on the side of the wall and take a match and throw it. And it would just burn for a second, except for the last one just kept burning and burned <laughs> the entire garage. And I remember the whole thing was on fire oh. and I walked in my house and my mom was like, is there something that's up? Did you do something? And I knew the fire department was next door. And I was like, just played it off like. Nah, like everything's good. And, <laughs> and now thousands of wow. agents are yeah. privy to the information. How about your favorite cereal? Cereal. Yeah, I'm, I'm like uh, Cheerios. Cheerios? I like, like plain. And then every once in a while, I just spice it up. We're not spicy, but throw a sweet and have a little sugar on it here and there. Ah, I'm just like there you go. plain. Yeah. You know, plain. Nice. Still to this day. So my, my, this morning, Cheerios. There you go. So. How many kids? Well, are we talk, talking employees or are we talking kids at home? So, Well, it actually <laughs> finishes with, have you made cry? No, no. Zero kids. No kids in my life. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm looking for like that, what they, uh, that dink rule. You, have you heard about that? No. Uh-uh. Dual income, no kids. Oh, that's like having quadruple income. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so right. Like, the people, it is just, yeah, it's never been a... I've just never been a kid. Some people said I'm selfish. And I said, yeah, like I am. And I'll just leave <laughs> you know, I have left over to my brother and my sister and their families and stuff and go that way. So there you go. <laughs> so um, how about Count Chocula or Count Dracula? I would say Count Draclia or Draclia or what? what I don't Dracula. Know, right? Dracula. Exactly, Dracula. Right? Okay. How about fastest mile? Oh, my gosh. I'm so slow. Either way, it's up to you. So, that I mean, I, what answer. I do right now, a 5.0 on a treadmill gets you the mile in 12 minutes. So, there you go. There you go. Have you ever jumped out of a plane? No, it's a no? two risk. Nah, yeah, it is a little gnarly. I don't know. Yeah. I think I'd wet myself on the way up or something. But how about best dinosaur? <laughs> I always like the what I can't think of the name of the the big one the the, the biggest one the tallest one T Rex like, no not T Rex that one like beats everybody up like the so the, the big law like the oh Brontosaurus the long, like the one yes. right. the one that Fred like, Flintstone yeah. slides off yeah of. like in in uh, <laughs> I would say back in the South Dakota they they have that dinosaur you know that right like it's in the middle of South Dakota and people actually stop to take a picture of it like by like wall south dakota out there you have to google it like and it's like there's literally nothing but literally it's a hot spot and i have so. been there there is you wall drug wall like drug is wall like drug, a fi- yeah. yeah i got the bumper it's sticker like a yeah so. see we didn't see the dinosaur it was <laughs> it was right after it was like december of covid and so it was a little weird like there weren't many people traveling but i happened to be driving through there it was a it was little like, weird it was a little understatement. Weird. It was like a ghost. It was, that you know COVID. <laughs> yeah, but well, I have a buddy from Iowa, and he had been there because I guess that there isn't much to do in Iowa, so he went there. Yeah. Anyway, I picked a van up. I bought a Sprinter van, and on the way back, we went through there. He's like, "We got to go to Wall." I'm like, "What? Why?" And he's like, "Oh, Wall Drug. It's just phenomenal. You get some fudge." I'm like, okay. Yeah. And it was just like a, it was just this weird little town. So it was a great little town. Great little town. If anybody from wall, let's get to tacos or burritos, tacos or burritos. Tacos all day tacos. long. All day long. Hard Not a big, big uh, soft shell fan. Okay. So. And oh, then that's what, the second one. That is the yeah, exact, odd. That, that, odd. Yeah. I, 
I'm soft shell. Corn. Trump or Biden? Oh, <laughs> See, we butter you up for that one. Where you I take know, totally. I say, like, I say, like, just depends on the day. So, right. It's like, it's like, depends on who's going to say what. I'm like, all right, not associated with you because that's just the wrong comment. So. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it. either it's whichever the prospect is saying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, sometimes it's like you would do so well if you just shut your mouth. Like, be right. Easy. Either <laughs> one of them. So, um, yeah, and that is a and successful. Terry, yeah. What was the first concert you ever went to all the way back to Barney? First concert, probably like I was going to say like Sawyer Brown back in the day. So Aberdeen, South Dakota. Oh, that have been who Sawyer Brown? You know, Sawyer come on, Brown. country singer, country singer. Nice. You've heard his songs before. You probably just didn't know it's it's him, but I can't think of the the song names. Sawyer so, Brown, I barely. Yeah, well, take us back right. from Sawyer to now, and how you've been crushing it in the insurance. Well, so how did you even get into the insurance business? Because yeah. God knows that as children, this was not something that we wanted to do. Or was it? Or maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it, it, it go around and I sometimes even tell the story about it that when I came to Vegas, well, I obviously want to live the dream out here. And this is back in 2002. And I went into, at that time, my State Farm agent speaking with her. And, and I remember a buddy of mine's like, you got to go see this agent. She's going to take care of you, like whatever. And I was like, oh, all right, fine. So the lady was literally 45 minutes across town, but I did drive over there. I passed everybody on the way. <laughs> and as I got in there, I started talking to her. She's like, you know what? She's like, you would be a great insurance agent. And I, I again, I remember laughing that day. And I was like, I'm not sure if you've had an opportunity to take a glimpse in the parking lot. But I said, that's my new red Chevy Monte Carlo. And I said, I'm not doing commission only. And she's like, you would be really good. And, and I didn't think of it. I didn't think anything of it. And so I left that day. And literally, she called me six months later and asked me if I would come work for her, give it a chance, learn the ropes. And then she's like, you could go on. You could be your own agent, own your own agency. And I said, all right. And so I uh, went in there a couple of years and then applied to be an insurance agent, actually got turned down the very first time and then had to pick back up and go at it again and reapply. And here I am today. So now was that with the big captive carrier that you're with? Yeah. When yeah, you, correct. Your yeah. First, I, okay. I State Farm. yeah, I'm a state farm agent applied to be with, with state farm. So sometimes I say they probably knew better than I did. Like maybe just freshen up a little bit more, prepare a little bit better and then come after. I mean, I think looking back at the day, I was like 23 at the time. So not sure you want to give what me was the, the most the difficult. <laughs> what was the most <laughs> difficult thing jumping into this new industry? Well, I mean, I, when I back in back then, I mean, I, you know, I think just jumping in was like, I think it goes back to maybe even just like team structure, like in hiring, which I think people still struggle with today, you know, being so young, I was at 24, 25 at the time when I got in and then hiring people. And then it was tough to hire people that are older than me and nobody would come to work because it was hard taking direction from somebody that was younger than you. I mean, you got to think about this is almost 20 years ago now. Um, so just trying to find people that were younger than me to come and believe in the process and come work for me in the agency and, and go from there. But I, I mean, I've always struggled with that. And then, you know, even, you know, relating to customers that were older than me, I sometimes think it played in my favor being young. And sometimes I didn't, I looked too young to people. So I'd lose business that way. So I had to grow up a little bit. Yeah. 
How much has it changed from when you came into the business and how you would market the agency and uh, attract new clients versus, you know, what you're doing today? It was, a, it's a, I guess, a double-edged sword. I, and I even still help with newer agents today or people that are going in to be insurance agents um, will come pick my brain and they ask me what I did. I remember the one thing I do is you wouldn't do anymore is I was, uh, I had the front cover of a phone book. And so... I literally, everybody would call me and I thought it was the best move ever. And I, and I cleaned house on it. I would not do that today. So that's one thing I dropped. But uh, some of the <laughs> things that I was still working would be like, I go apartment marketing. And, you know, instead of taking a dozen donuts, I only took like a half dozen of donuts. It was super cheap. And then every Tuesday, I would just go by, just drop the donuts off. And I would just walk in. I went, I felt like everybody always like tried to make conversation with the person like, hey, I'm the new agent on the street. Or, but I would just walk in and like take my business card and like, hey, thanks for the referrals. Really appreciate everything. And off I go, leave them donuts. And I felt like that would give me or people would just refer business that way. And to this day, that still works and just getting out in front of people. So, I mean, we'd love to all buy internet leads and live calls and everything else is have just close them over the phone. But sometimes the grunt work is actually the stuff that pays off. So cool, man. So talk about that. So you mentioned earlier the multiple buckets. So how do you approach right. your marketing with the uh, multiple bucket system? So what I've been explaining to people recently is that I always feel like you should have three. And it just depends. Like some people are more rural. So when you're in a rural area, you're more community events. Whereas in Vegas, I'm not as many community events, but they still work. Like if I go to like a trade show or anything like that, or go sponsor something, I'm out and about that stuff works. I just don't like to give up my Saturday and Sunday to go do it. But for some people it works. So community events is a big bucket, obviously internet leads and internet leads drives activity in the agency. You know, uh, people live and die by those internet leads though, too, because people say the false information. There's the, the same rigmarole that we've dealt with like 10 years ago, but it does generate activity and there's some good stuff in there. And then the third bucket now is just like your SEO and like your online presence and then your search engine marketing where you're actually driving traffic right to your own quote landing page or for the company that you work for. And I have been telling people the difference between search engine marketing and internet leads is, you know, the difference is, is that the, the internet lead, these people just want a better insurance price, right? So they're going to go out there and shop and they've went through insurance quotes, Everquote, quote, was there some of the big ones out there, right? And submitted information online, it gets sent out to four or five different agencies. So their intent, that customer, the consumer intent was to try to get a better price. Well, sometimes if you're doing search engine marketing and you're tailoring all the bidding that you're doing with Google Ads online to the company that you work for to a specific product, you basically eliminated really the price war on that whole thing. And so you're going after somebody that already hasn't, they already want to do business with the company you represent. You just got to just track them down you know, and build the relationship and close the business. And then also I tell people that person is likely to stick with you longer because they've already made up their mind and they're already happy with where they're going as long as you don't mess up the customer experience once you get them. So, but then as far as the ROIs go, search engine marketing sometimes costs a little bit more, uh, a little bit harder to get people to go right to your website, to submit their information to you. So you fight with that where the internet leads, you know, you're buying them for a few dollars and you're buying a hundred a day and just different tactics on it. And then I just, I just look at the tenure of the customer, like how long are they likely to stick with you? So get your ROI that way. Sometimes it takes a year. Sometimes it takes a couple of years. That's interesting. 
the way that you position the SEO where you're driving, you're basically using your big captive carriers marketing dollars because they're spending on the brand awareness, right? You're never going to compete with that. And then writing off of that. And I guess it's really just you've picked the niche of the people that are already bought into State Farm or whichever captive carrier. Whichever company, right. 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 And because they are going to be people that just search for that specific company. So whichever company you represent, you could actually target those keywords, which are much less expensive likely than in auto insurance, right? None of us are going to win on auto insurance unless we're spending a whole lot of money and we don't have the EverQuote dollars to spend. What When you're targeting, like you're targeting keywords, right? To generate this? Correct. Correct. How are you excluding the people that are Joe Schmo down the street's client and they just want to make a policy change? To be continued. Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do uh, write 100000 in premium off yes. of even the worst internet leads, where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes. It's a weekly call that we're doing right now. That will, it's live and it will show you the process, the entire process. Mm. Super awesome. Mm. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign up right now, live.teledudes.com. Live.teledudes.com. That's live.teledudes.com. Hey, Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you kidding me? We get to talk to them? Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice. Greg, are you going to respond to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure, live. I'm into it too. It's going to be awesome. And it's a it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop some crazy content, free content and free um, the calculator that you just came up with. Mm. That's right. The calling calculator, sales material. I mean, everything for insurance agents. This is it. It's the best texting community out there for insurance agents. Well, what the heck is that number again? I can't remember it. It's 520-214-2219. That's okay. 520-214-2219. I love it. I'm going to text it right now. 520-214-2219. All right. I'll see you later, Mr. Jason. Bye, Mr. Craig. Wait, do they even listen to this on the radio anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh, All right.